Welcome to Parents Take Five, where we take five minutes of your day to share parenting and family tips that help you grow in faith. Here, we come to you in your car, through your headphones, on the go, while chasing your kiddos or texting your youth, wherever you need a little support in your day. I'm Jen Evans, currently serving as Associate Pastor for Youth, Young Adults, and Families with Young Children at Second Presbyterian Church in Little Rock, and your host. If you have any questions or have ideas, you can find the Facebook group for podcast listeners by searching for Parents Take 5, that's F-I-V-E, and the same is true for Instagram. With that said, I hope you enjoy this moment of sanity and growth catalyst. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel for more tidbits on the fives. Today we have Tracy Smith, and Tracy is an ordained minister. She's a mother of three and an author of some really great books. Um, Tracy has a passion for helping families to find times for connection and spiritual nourishment among all the craziness of life. So what began as a quest to help her own family has now turned into something that has helped so many others. So I am glad that you are here with us, Tracy. Um, I feel so honored to have you here, um, been able to serve and, and read your book at the sneak peek um, as one, I was one of your little people who got to read it first and it was fabulous for your second um, book for the prayer book. It's one of my favorites. Um, and so I, talk to me a little bit about um, spiritual practices um, with families. How do you see that playing out? Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's such a joy to be able to be here. I love to talk about helping parents connect with their kids through simple faith practices. And for me, this whole journey started with the birth of my first child and just wanting to imagine what it would be like to have a life where the faith that I preached about on Sundays was something that was valuable to them, that it wasn't just something that mama does during the week, but that we shared in it together. And so originally my idea was to post uh, my ideas in a series of blog posts, but then ended up posting them uh, on my, in a, or as a book, they were uh, published as a book. And then I did a second follow-up prayer book in part because I wanted things to be even shorter and more simple. So my theory or my kind of driving guiding light on faith practice is that they should be simple and authentic and repeatable. So we're recording during the time of COVID-19 when everybody is all up and down and all around. So it's super hard. Um, I think two things. One, we can grab onto whatever anchors we already have. So if we eat together, even if it's inconsistently, then there is a time that we can grasp onto. If we have a bedtime routine and we have, we have a bedtime routine. It might not be one that we like, but there is some sort of, we at least get our pajamas on and brush our teeth and go to bed. Right. So I, I think sort of behavioral cognitive science research says 
it's easier to tack on to an existing routine than to try and create something out of nothing. So mm. I try to ask parents to find something, something, anything that is routine. And if it's just getting on your pajamas, well, there you go. It's time for a nighttime prayer blessing. Or if there's just a moment before you leave the house. And then I also think, you know, we can just sprinkle things in wherever we find the time, you know, just, Recently, I started noticing my oldest feeling kind of down. And so he comes up for hugs a lot. And so I started to say, well, do you want a hug and a compliment? I just started adding on that and a compliment just because I thought oh, maybe I'll lift him up a little bit. And so whatever, whatever you have, it doesn't have to be, oh, I do this every day at this time. You know, just kind of notice this. Maybe this is a moment for gratitude or this is something that has sprung up uh, we're at the park we're just going to take a moment take a deep breath oh beautiful uh, having read faithful families first and then the prayer book and faithful families is a, a great book to either read individually or as a group with with folks and um i recently read it with um virtually with some folks and um use a study guide thank you um and found it to be very helpful to have conversation with other parents um, around just the great insight that you have in that book. And then to follow it up with the prayers for faithful families. I find it to be really helpful for particularly like if, if you are a parent and you have just, you're just not comfortable praying aloud. You're not, you don't know how you feel like you're out of fish out of water when it comes to teaching your child to pray. And mm -hmm. I think this is a great place to start. There are um, prayers in here for everyday things, and then there are milestones and difficult times, like um, going to the doctor or the hospital or, you know, traumatic events. Sometimes there are just prayers where we don't know what to say. We don't have words, and sitting with folks is great praying with people is also something that is is comforting and so to have words that can be spoken from our heart that we don't have to think about i agree i mean i think um some of the prayers for difficult times were some of the most rewarding to write and to think about there's a prayer uh, to use after a death and my son actually helped me write that prayer after we experienced the death of somebody that was important to us, somebody that was like an uncle. Yeah, when you love somebody, their memory becomes like a treasure. And that was my eight-year-old at the time that wrote that. I said to him, you know, he said, oh, Uncle Philippe, you know, so important to us. If you were going to write a prayer, what would you say? And that's what he said. And I was like, I got to write that down. That is so true. When someone you love has died, their memory becomes like a treasure. Um, so I think I would say that if this book, I feel like if you got it and you ripped it apart and taped the prayers around your house, it would be a good use of your money. You know, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't just put it on yeah. the shelf. Mm -hmm. and have it be a pretty thing It'd be you know some people might say well rote prayers then become they become stale or whatever that wasn't my experience in childhood my parents didn't really raise us with a lot of religion or faith talk but we did have two prayers one at the dinner table and one at bedtime and just that kind of repetition 
had an impact on me, even though it kind of, oh, well, I'll say the prayer. But it's, I think these repetitious moments, these rituals, I do think they have a profound impact on us. That's not to say that you can't mix it up either, because we mix it up all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I, I think of all the things that I learned as a child um, and those prayers, and there are pieces where the spirit, I do, I do think, speaks out to you, you know? Yes. Um, and, and so I, I agree. I think that both, there's a place for both of those. So uh, you mentioned one thing that I'd like to touch on really quickly. Um, you mentioned that your eight-year-old had a, a line in one of your prayers that helped, helped write that. Did you find that your children wanted to involve uh, themselves in this process? They knew that I was writing a book of prayers. I tested things out on them sometimes to see if they liked it. You know, I think we were talking before we recorded about your podcast and you were talking, Jen, about how you did it for the people that you knew. And for me, that's always what I apply to my writing. If it works for me and my family, at least there's an audience of one that's going to like it, right? Sorry, nobody buys a single copy, <laughs> at least my family will use it. And I said that in the uh, introduction uh, or the acknowledgments of the prayer book that if it was useful to my editor and to me and for our families, it would have been worth it. And of course, like they have their own costs they have to make up, but it's been um, more than worth it for me. You know, we try to do just a few of the practices, a few of the prayers. We do the birthday blessing or we do the nighttime prayer. We just, you pick a few things. If you have a recipe book, you don't have to cook every recipe in it in order to make it something that you enjoy. You just pick out a few things and you make it special and you kind of take it off the shelf and come back to it. And I think that's, Faith practice is a practice. It is a journey. It's not something that we just kind of plow through and then we're done. It, we have to pick it up and put it down for the entirety of our children's lives and our lives. Beautifully stated. Well, friends, I think I'm going to leave it right there because I'm not sure I could say anything more beautiful than that. So, Tracy, thanks so much for joining us. We are glad Thank to have you. And I will see you on the next episode. I hope that you've enjoyed having a few minutes to help you recenter, refocus, and reflect on family and faith. As you think of questions or ideas that you'd like for me to explore on the podcast, check out Instagram and the Facebook group to reach me. I hope that you'll take five with us again.